BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I knew I would use my wife as a shield to protect us. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my wife would agree with this. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Hello and welcome to Behind the Sins, your weekly look at all things CinemaSins, TV Sins, and commercial sins. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week, I'm joined by CinemaSins staff member, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. Jonathan, of course, CinemaSins staff member writing for... Uh, some of the scripts this week, apparently less than I thought, but that's okay. <laughs> my, my goal is I, I want the guest each week, this, this staff member to be the one that is writing on the most. Mm-hmm. And when I asked Jonathan that was, he was tied for the most, and then it turns out he wasn't Things actually changed. <laughs> it's all good. I'm still happy to have you on. Welcome. Thank you. We're here to talk about all the content this week, but first I just kind of want to ask John, Jonathan, a few general questions. Sure. Jonathan, I want to know, first of all, um, if you had to describe CinemaSins in like a sentence or two to someone who's never heard of the channel, how would you choose to describe it? That's funny because I, being like a parent and whatnot, you meet other parents or you just whatever, neighbors or whatever, and they always ask what you do. And it's it's really hard to describe. I did start taking, because Aaron would say content creator. So I took that from him, which that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to start saying that. But then I also specifically say like, for YouTube. So people don't think I'm like making porn or something. But um, I don't know my wife when people ask my wife what it's like, she always describes it as like Mystery Science Theater 3000, which is funny. I don't I don't think she's ever actually watched that show because that's a weird uh, comparison. It's kind of like the John Lovitz, the critic, uh, maybe something like that. It's just like the most like annoying, bougie movie buff that you can ever imagine. And then just kind of dial that up like by a like, couple like comic book guy in Simpsons. Yeah, and then just dial that up a, a lot. <laughs> I, that kind of feel, and I think I think maybe Chris and Jeremy have even mentioned that comic book guy or something like that. That's how I picture it in my head. I think all it's interesting because if you ask this question to all of us, I think some of us will have very different answers. Well, that's why I want to ask it to everybody is because I think I think you will we will have different answers, right? and I really want to know yeah. like the, the approach that everybody takes to it because it's it's kind of hard to nail down to one specific thing, yeah. one specific sentence. And the way you write a cinema sin script is very different than a TV sin script. I mean, at least I it assume. Is. I don't know. I've never written. It is. I, I think I just think it's funny you said the way that your wife describes it. I, I think that's the perfect way to describe it. it, it it's kind of like short form mystery science theater 3000 yeah i mean that's definitely an inspiration for sure what are some of your favorite like uh running gags uh that yeah like the sins that you guys write or like i I have two specific sins in mind that have always stuck with me okay uh, like, do you even have like maybe some specific sins that are the, the favorite? The one I think I've said this before. The one I remember when the, when Jeremy and Chris let me know that they had just started this channel. 
So like was it was Spider Man was Amazing Spider Man the first one right? That was it was the Amazing Spider Man and then and then, and then did, Dark Knight Rises, and then I think then Hunger Games else. and then shortly after, like I think Twilight's around yeah. there because I just remember watching the Amazing Spider Man one and then I watched the Twilight one so I really got that like being. Uh, sin run and like because they have that whole thing in Amazing Spider-Man where they keep saying Bing, the, the being sin of the the, the internet service that oh, a lot yeah, of phones yeah. have and whatnot. And then on the Twilight video, there's a sin because they show her. I don't know what she's on. I guess she's on Google or something. I just remember the sin is something like see Peter. Even Bella doesn't use Bing, you know, or something <laughs> like that. I just remember. That might have been one of the earliest things where they actually connected it back to another uh, another video. So I just remember yeah, yeah. finding that finding that really funny. So that's the one that's really stuck with me. I love seeing incense. I don't know, just trying to get them to just say the silliest stuff. So the one I wrote down was, and I don't even remember where these started. I don't think I started it, but I don't remember when they started. But the ones that were re-ended in wait at the end, we'll do like, we'll go through this whole diatribe and then it'll just be wait. I really like those because I feel like there's a freedom there because we're sending the narrator at that point and not the movie. Oh, because, so you can because just the narrator's get, getting ahead of himself. Yeah, or he say and he says something like really creepy or cringy or just disturbing. And like so you can just go like really to town with those uh-huh. sins and just to the movie itself, uh, despite what people believe, we try really hard. If anything seems mean spirited, we just take it out. You know, we're not gonna call out like Zack Snyder personally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not just gonna be like mean to him. We'll find a way to make a joke, maybe, but we're not just gonna be like Zack Snyder's a dick, you know, that kind of thing. But in like this type of sin, because it's the narrator, we can just do whatever because, you know, Aaron and Jeremy don't and Chris, they don't care. You know, they'll 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 make fun of themselves. And it's not them anyways. It's a fictional character. And then you end that with weight. So no matter how disturbing it is or something, it kind of gets, you know, that that lift at the end. So I must do those well, because those typically don't get cut in the combine process. So that's another reason I like them like make the narrator look like as big of an idiot as we want to. So that's fun. Yeah. Kind of get to be trolly to ourselves. That's always fun. For sure. I think my favorite running gag is the, because uh, it's one that just bothers me every time it, before even this started becoming a gag, mm-hmm. but it's just the guess I won't be needing this anymore because it's like, Oh yeah, it's crazy. It, it just, people just get rid of useful items all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. why? Like, it, and it, like when people, it, it's the worst in action movies where you got like yes. your main character or horror movies. You, you got your yeah, or horror movies. You got your main character that picks up a weapon, uses yeah. it a little bit and then just drops it. It's like, that's going to be useful later. Like, <laughs> it's just something that it's like, oh, what a fun way. I, I'm not the only person that thinks this way. Like, sometimes there are sins that are affirming like that. Yeah, exactly. I have three specific sins that, okay, I, cool. that I adore. Me... The first one, the one I think is my favorite sin ever written is from the Jurassic World video. So it's it's where the the BD Wong character is mm-hmm. reintroduced. Mm-hmm. He's kind of heading all the genetics for the dinosaurs, but it's it's done in this way that it's like, look at him and big bad guy reveal kind of sort of way. Yeah. So the way that Jeremy reads it, it, it the the sin is BD Wong, but the way that Jeremy reads it is BD Wong. <laughs> I remember this. It's all time favorite for me. There's also this kind of so stupid, but like really hits the sweet spot is um, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a sin. 
because the whole third act is ridiculous and I kind of love it. I kinda, the whole movie is kind of ridiculous and I kind of yeah. love it. There's a moment where uh, where Godzilla dies and Millie Bobby Brown just kind of like hugs him or whatever. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just if Jeremy's reading is just perfect because he goes, mm-hmm. oh, she loved him back to life. Like because <laughs> it just acknowledges the stupid and it's like, oh. And then the other one is and man, timing is sometimes so perfect when, when oh, these yeah. come out. But the Baby Driver video came out a couple of weeks after all after we found out kevin spacey was a monster oh wow and there was there was a sin because because one as kevin spacey in the movie is is trying to explain how he met baby and so he's like so here's this kid is trying to steal my car i looked at this kid i was like i gotta see the balls on that kid or whatever like the way it's phrased (laughs) in the movie is yeah, he's great. he's trying to say like this kid's got some balls like but the sin is just like based off of the things that they're saying about you recently i 100 believe that to be true <laughs> yeah that's also when i think videos were a lot closer to when they were released like we actually have stuff in the can like a little sooner now i don't know if you see that as often now sometimes with tv we get away with that uh, definitely with commercials because commercial yeah. sins are kind of like right about when they get released is when they get because right. they're not that hard to deal with but uh <laughs> well i don't want to speak for the editors i've heard sure. them say they're not that hard all those are very funny i think those are all chris and jeremy i think oh maybe um I'm, i mean i'm almost positive jurassic world and baby driver are i think godzilla versus kong was them too anyway those are just a couple of my favorite sins i wanted to cool. to throw those up and, and of course um seeing the patreon promo of the cemeteries i can't not keep thinking about that spider-man's not a parade you don't need to stop traffic for spider-man like, oh that's very funny yeah that's a perfect. good one uh, and it's the original video so anyway those are crazy when we go back and watch this because i forget about stuff like chris and i did the hereditary one here recently and uh, there's that thing where it like the sin is uh, Gabriel Byrne gets caught on fire and the sin is Gabriel Byrne and I was just like oh my god <laughs> like I just completely forgot about that I mean, Chris wrote it I didn't but I was just like I completely forgot about that sin because that just killed me when it when it came out well you want to get into the content for this week yeah yeah let's do it let's do it so let's move on to the sin side scoop what's he building in there We got to start with uh, TV Sins here, uh, Monday's uh, September. Yeah, you're doing daily. I like it. Anyway, Monday's video. This is Rick and Morty uh, 3-6. This is Rest and uh, Ricklaxation. You've given your thoughts on Rick and Morty, right? The new season's coming out, right? I watched that first episode. Did they sneak drop an episode or is just season six starting? Season six started, I think, last Sunday. I think for, and I don't know, based on when this is coming out, probably two weeks ago or something. So I I think only episode one's been released because that's the only one I've seen. Yeah episode two releases uh, uh sunday so yeah. yeah yeah so that makes sense tomorrow uh yep. so that makes sense uh us, yeah, yeah so i so i'm caught up i guess yeah no i like rick and morty last season i think didn't excite me as much as some have but there was still a lot of funny stuff i remember last season was like super horny are you a big rick and morty person i used to be like i, d- yeah. I definitely never like the crazy fans that go to mcdonald's and scream szechuan sauce and, oh, rick and all that yeah no, for the most part, like, look, I was a fan. I think the first two seasons are great. And then I think season three is kind of like hit or miss. Like, because season mm-hmm. three has the Pickle Rick episode. And the um, yeah, the one right after that is the um, the superhero team up, uh, the Vindicators. Mm-hmm. And those two episodes are great. But like, those are kind of the standouts. The rest of them are fine. And then season four really kind of lost me but then it all of a sudden it has the vat of Af- the vat of acid episode in season four yeah. which is one of the best episodes ever made yeah. man and season five i feel like there was one maybe two episodes i could latch on to but for the most part like i feel like this show has just gotten so far up its own ass that i just can't enjoy it anymore the season six premiere deals a lot with 
where all these, what universes each of these characters even come from, because there's been so many switcher, you know, switching around yeah. and stuff between universes that it like, and so they, they're, it, I feel like they're trying to answer that. I don't even know if anybody cared though, like at this point, like <laughs> it almost seems a little weirder that they're trying to like figure this out. I, I just don't really remember um, season five. I remember not enjoying it. But from what I heard, like in the press coming up to season six was they kind of wanted to dial it back. I want to like the show because I loved the early stuff. I just mm -hmm. I, I think I might give this season a shot just because the press stuff kind of made it, them seem like we want to real. Re yeah, we want to bring it in. It's a also it's also easier to stick with a show that has like eight or nine, like 22 minute episodes a season. So yeah. it's like it's kind of it's e it's a pretty easy show for me just to stick with. I actually didn't watch it, though, until we started setting it. I had never seen it. I knew we were going to do season four. I think that was our first Insta send. So I watched like all of yeah. the episodes before that, which it didn't take that long. I mean, that was like a right. That's like a day and a half, but, you know, maybe. but also I just love my wife. Like, so what did you have to do today for work? I had to watch like 10 Rick and Morty episodes. <laughs> my, I have a headache, <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, uh, and of course, this episode was released kind of one of the things I got asked was uh, uh, for requests for the new show is, yeah. is just why are these videos coming out? Like if you because some of them. Rick, Rick and Morty is just people watch them. It's trending because the new season's starting. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, yes. Correct. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, we've been insta sending. We insta send the last two seasons. And until these vid until people just don't want them anymore. I mean, we see no reason not to stop. Our largest viewed video is the entire is the season one video of Rick and Morty. Should be worth noted before we keep moving that this is an Ian and Danae script. Yes. So, so let's get into the video a little bit. What are some what are some of the things you really liked from it? I really liked the one that ended and don't get me wrong. One should always concentrate on the vulva's mass, but be consistent. I anytime <laughs> we can get Aaron to like be like a sex ed teacher is just I don't know. I just I find that entertaining. And, and that had to be a Danae sin. I, I would think so. Yes. I don't know, though. man. <laughs> I don't know that that would be tough. Actually, I couldn't answer that. Uh, I can't imagine Ian writing that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, or maybe he wrote something and Danae like massaged it a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Or, or maybe Ian was like, "Hey, here's this idea," but Danae, you you need yeah. to write this. <laughs> yeah, it's possible, but you never know. Uh, the other one I mentioned, sure. the Windows Phone sent. I had a Windows Phone, so me too. Uh, I wanted yeah. to talk about that, <laughs> and it, I hated it. But uh, no, it was okay. It was okay. Oh, like, I didn't. I I liked my Windows Phone. I don't know. I just I just don't care enough. So the Windows phone was fine with me. My wife hated it. Like she got she got rid of hers very quick. So I wanted to note it because it's 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 brought up in here because the phone crumbles and then you yeah. add the Windows phone graphic onto <laughs> it, which is why it breaks. But then so I was going to I was going to be like, hold on, that's not true, because like my elite most Windows phone were made by Nokia. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a comment on YouTube from somebody here. So I've got a little <laughs> bit of comment section for you right now. Cool. <laughs> Voltaic Fire uh, on YouTube says, hey, now those Windows phones were built really well by Nokia. Durability is kind of what they were known for. That's what I've been saying. It was the software that was so incredibly awful and it did its best to do nothing. I loved the software on it. I loved the live tiles. I loved yeah, like the, no, the way you could fine. rearrange it. It just, they could never like, I mean, they were just competing with iPhones and Androids. And at that point they were so established. They just, there was no way they were going to, they were going to be able to compete. I don't think. No, the, the downfall was the Windows store uh, because the apps were terrible. And I, I liked the phone itself a lot when I had one. But yeah, I had one for like two years, a full cycle. And then I just couldn't do the store anymore. So I switched over to. Android. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I kept mine Never for two years back. and then I switched over to iPhone. I want to take a minute to kind of explain a little bit of the new show format. So, I mean, I, I have it really kind of bare bones at the yeah. moment because I want to build it. Um, So I just want the listener at home to know, like we're kind of combining the Sinside Scoop with 
the comment section yeah. and behind the scenes. Like, so we're just going to talk about all the things of the video at one point. So there's not necessarily a structure in terms of any of that. We'll talk about the video yeah. for a little bit and then we'll move on. Also, I guess like the biggest thing for me is like for as far as these like behind the scenes stuff, like I'm really wanting to rely on the fan base and the staff members for this yeah. because I don't know what it's like to put together the, the script. I don't get to see the scripts, anything like that. Mm. For total clarity, I'm not a CinemaSyn staff member by any means. And I don't get like special access to anything. We give him Cheetos. We pay him in Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, that would not be a bad gig, by the no, way. No, I like Cheetos. I would. I might let somebody pay me in Cheetos. Uh, yeah, uh, like the like those like those commercials where they're like, "Can I pay you in gum?" Hey, idea for a new commercial. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I really want like if you have something that comes up in the video, you as a listener, DM the the Twitter account, and be like, "Hey, there's got to be a story here. Can you please like mm -hmm. like I think a perfect example is there is a sin." A while ago, we talked about it for they talked about it on BTS. It was the um, turning uh, their wedding reception into a murder mystery and how Aaron wanted to do that. But like, there's got to be a story there. So I wanted. Yeah, so, like that's obviously something I would know to ask. But like, I want to know, like, if there's sins here that you're like that you have questions about, like my whole goal is I want to be a surrogate for the listeners. So like, I want to kind of be you. So if you have questions, send them in mm -hmm. and then. I'm just going to have to also rely on the staff. Hope our memory's good. Getting back to the, the I love the, uh, the sending the toxic electricity. I thought that was really funny. Uh, and also then became <laughs> meaningful, which is weird. So that leads me to my other behind the scenes that thing. I feel super Ian. I, all right. So yeah. I have a theory. I think since Ian's been spending a lot of time with Aaron, Aaron's been, Aaron's gotten Ian into some Malcolm McDowell stuff, like his podcast and his books. And I think that Ian's <laughs> just so involved with, with that. It's possible. I have a hard time believing Danae brought up Malcolm McDowell, but I could, plus, plus Ian's got the Star Trek. I mean, Malcolm McDowell was in generation. So I'm sure Ian does know Malcolm McDowell, but uh, I, there wasn't a direct reference to Malcolm McDowell, but but it, it seemed like a lot of the like there was a sin that essentially said how how the most toxic people are actually the people that seem the most normal. Yeah, it's like that's a very like Malcolm McDowell kind of thing you would read or hear gotcha. in this podcast. So I got there you. wasn't a spe specific yeah. mention, but I was like, somebody is reading Malcolm McDowell. And I have a theory that Aaron's just gotten Ian into it. So <laughs> he might have. He might very well. So have. that's my theory. Uh, but that, that felt very Ian. Ian. Ian's really good with dealing with like. You know, he's younger. And so he's definitely coming up in this like uh, era of, you know, me too yeah. and and all this kind of stuff. And it has a much different perspective on it. Right. Than we do. So he tends to write some sins that kind of work well into that area, like dealing with toxicity and stuff like that. So something you might think is, oh, that's probably today. That to me, at least sounded more like an Ian sin. But also we do copy each other. Yeah. Uh, not intentionally even we just things end up seeping into your mind when you work with each other so closely says the man who for 90 percent of his day has more fluid on his face than job at the huts gynecologist that's an image i didn't need <laughs> thanks thanks Danae or ian feels <laughs> anti-star wars might be Ian. So. <laughs> that's so and, gross <laughs> and they probably don't remember i will say like different writers when the combine process work differently Danae does a lot more when she's in the lead she'll do a lot more combining sends and like kind of massaging things i think more than most people so I sometimes wonder if it's a Danae script, like it's very possible all the sins are both of them and they just kind of, you know, meshed. Speaking of this video, the Game of Thrones final, the audio from the TV sends writer room after sending Game of Thrones final season somehow makes it into the episode. I don't even know if we were in the middle of doing Game of Thrones because I don't remember when this one was done. <laughs> but yeah, there was like when we decided to do that season and then we all looked at the the run times. I was like, whoa. Can you imagine if you decided to live send Stranger Things two and a half hour finale? I, I only have one other um, one, which is just the subtitle says children crying covered in the gore of their dirty crimes. <laughs> uh, what a perfect way. I mean, because the screen is entirely blurred out at that point, too. Yeah. The easy, the easy sin is kids. 
right? But mm-hmm. the better sin is children crying covered in the gore of their dirty crimes. Good job, whoever wrote <laughs> The the only thing I'll mention, the only other thing I had, the the random bowl of fruit. I don't. I think Danae in like one of the early Rick and Morty episodes that we send, somebody saw that fruit and it yep. bugged the fuck out of them. And I just think it's funny that that stuck with us. Like every time they show that bowl of fruit, and we mention it like every time we see it too, which I love because it gets shown quite a bit. Which is like they've never changed that living room. So the other thing I wanted to note is um, I really like the new intro banner. Like the how it kind of has the, oh, yeah. the TV yeah. sins, cinema sins, and commercial sins yeah. all on it. So like, I, I'm sure you still get comments of "Hey, cinema sins, these people are stealing your thing." But like, like it kind of helped bring some cohesion. But it's it's like eight seconds now as opposed to fifteen. That's just huge. Yeah, exactly. We really like it. I don't remember. I don't remember when that started. That process started. It's been like over a year though when they actually started thinking about doing a new one. And I think at one point it was more like a might have been more like a slot machine type thing mm-hmm. or something. I can't remember. But then it eventually got to this, and I I well, no, I really like and it. And I know that it hasn't changed since the last BTS episode aired. Is this the first video that that's aired on? Man, I don't know. I really don't. I, there's there's no way because that's another problem is that there's probably some that haven't released that still have the old one on them because yeah, we've sure just, you know, we've already done them. I don't know if that's true, but I'm but I it's been pretty recent, but it I don't think that was the first one. It just cutting down. I mean, 15 seconds was a yeah. long time. You know, every pull every time I pull the video, I was like, oh, get to it already. Like it's much it's more doable. Do you have any other notes? Are you ready to move on? No, I'm, we can move on. Cool. Uh, that takes us to Tuesday Cinema Sins video. This is the Karate Kid. Uh, the new season of Cobra Kai starts soon, right? So yep, that was probably some of the reasoning. And it's just one we haven't done. And, uh, you know, we're finally getting back to where we have a lot more movies in the theater. So yeah. uh, there is a lot more newer stuff coming out. Because, I mean, there for a minute, I mean, we were, you know, we were just having to kind of pick and choose, find older stuff we had never done, stuff like that. But uh, I think this definitely has to be tying into that. I love that we have a TV series that people are excited for where Thomas Ian Griffith is the villain I in, in 2022. Like, that's just insane to me because I was a kid when the Karate Kid movies came out. Karate Kid 3 came out. I turned 13, I think. I think that was 89. Between like eight and 13 were these like first three movies. How have you guys not done the Karate Kid yet? I don't know. We did the remake uh, a few years ago. I didn't write on that. I think I don't remember who did. I didn't write on that one, but I remember we did it. So I don't know why we hadn't done this. I guess just really nothing had come up that like, I don't know why it wasn't done when the first Karate Kid, when the Karate Kid remake came out though. Like yeah. that would have seemed to be like, well, but maybe there, maybe it was opening up against something else. That well, made hold on. Sense. The original Karate Kid was 2010. Cause I YouTubed it just to make sure. Cause like you haven't done part. Oh, two, the remake was 2010. Oh, okay. So that was before the channel. Existed. Yeah, 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 it was. It was right before. So yeah, that's why then. And maybe, maybe this Karate Kid came out. With Cobra Kai season two started because that's four years ago. That would make sense. That might be right. We did Cobra Kai. We did the first episode of Cobra Kai on uh, on TV sense, too. So, yeah, that's probably you're probably right. I just is probably why we did that one. Honestly, yeah. look, I'm going to say this up front. This is my favorite script of the week. This, <laughs> that's cool. This one was this one's killer. This has all the kind of sins that I like in it. I, like I, I make these notes. <laughs> this isn't an apartment complex. It's a Willy Walker prison of sadness. And and then the <laughs> like sinning, sinning the school lunch where he's like school lunches are terrible in the 80s. Is that two hot dogs? sauerkraut and then half of an <laughs> onion <laughs> you're like yeah and then i wrote like they say making kids pay for lunch at school is the is the sin but like mm-hmm. how about making kids pay for that like <laughs> who would pay 250 <laughs> for two hot dogs it was interesting he said that because uh, it's funny we've gone from my daughter went to the school she went to through fifth grade they did have to pay for lunch it wasn't bad it was like a couple bucks a day or whatever there's probably about what they paid in this like a dollar 50 but now she's actually going to a private school 
and their lunch is actually included and they actually have like killer food. Like I can actually go eat for like two bucks or something. <laughs> so like, I'm like, can I come meet you for lunch? And she's like, no, I don't want you at my school. But uh <laughs> What's yours do with Karate Kid? Like I said, it, I mean, it came out when I was, I turned, it came out in 84. So I turned eight that year. So it was huge. That's I mean, perfect it was, for an eight year old. I started taking karate after this. A lot of us started taking karate after it came out. <laughs> uh, and I only did that for a few years. I, I quit karate when I was like in high school. We're going right, right to see some pictures for the Twitter account. I don't, uh, God, my mom might have some. <laughs> I, I don't have any. It was a big deal. I, it's not a movie like I really enjoy now. I tried. I think it was on like a couple years ago and my daughter and I were watching TV and I, I was like, oh, this might be fun. And I think we only made it through like 20 minutes and she she got bored. Yeah, it wasn't really doing anything for me either. This isn't like a movie I go back to, but I but I have like really nice thoughts attached to it. I feel like that's the perfect way to describe it. I saw yeah. this once in college for an orientation class. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they connected. I don't remember. They showed us Karate Kid and said, now write a thing about it. And it wasn't a film class. It wasn't anything. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like they didn't want to come up with something to do. They're like, Let's just watch Karate Kid. I didn't go to film school. I went to Bible college. So like that's... <laughs> orientation they were like watch karate kid and then tell me about i don't know teamwork wow they showed karate kid at like a like a religious institution i don't have you yeah, say why that not? no no there's nothing wrong with it i just remember i went to church of christ school for k through 12 it was this private school in nashville that i went to and uh whenever we watched a movie if it was anything over like g they had to like give this big speech at the beginning like you might hear language uh, and you might see a bare butt yeah it's pretty tame so i'm sure he's like hey like we're all adults you're 18 now get over it i haven't desired to see it again recently like i'm like oh, i appreciate this and it has some fun moments to it but ultimately like it's fine it's a cheesy 80s movie that i didn't grow up with this just isn't a franchise that like i've that i that i enjoyed as a kid that i've really felt like diving back into uh he has steak fries and broccoli at a place called the orient express and is he <laughs> drinking milk yeah that was great there are there are three acceptable drinks when you're eating a steak you can have bourbon you can have coke or you can have sweet tea that's it i don't like sweet tea but yeah i agree a uh, guy dressed as a chicken at a halloween dance is throwing real eggs at people and they all love love it <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this is so funny because like we're gonna get to this really hard in the next video but like i'm not watching karate kid before watching the cinema sins video so i'm just like i don't remember that part so i'm like wait is this really a real part in the movie like yeah why <laughs> those bullies will never find out where daniel lives now huh which again was kind of like one of those guess i won't be needing this anymore like yeah it flees from a thing and it's like okay they're not they don't know where to find him at the next place like yeah exactly I mean, I don't know what else he's supposed to do at that point, but I still think it's a really funny set. <laughs> well, and it's like there's there's tons of movies like I, I recently watched. I think Mr. And Mrs. Smith does this where they like leave a mm -hmm. big, big action sequence like in the middle of the scene and they never show mm -hmm. like how they escape from it. Like, oh, it's yeah. just kind of like they transition to like they're at home now. And it's like, what? Oh, no, Catwoman. It was Catwoman. <laughs> Which Catwoman has a lot of problems. Yeah, I've never seen it. The Kent Jarvis story of which I'm sure is a pseudonym and I'm sure it's based off of somebody's real experience. I would think so. So like it's, but I, it's a little too specific to not this I think kid so. in fourth grade that just peeled glue off of his hands all year. And I have a question for you. Okay. Is this the first out of, out of context audio theater there's been? I think so. I don't, I don't, cause like, I don't remember that. This is prime like. for like a recurring gag. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think this is the first one that I'm aware of. I have to watch all of them now, but like, I haven't watched all of the videos because like I watched what i have seen the source mm -hmm. material for yeah so like, i was the same way before i started writing well so it's like i don't know like if i missed out on something like is this i love this i i hope this becomes a recurring thing this out of context audio theater 
that slayed me. That was amazing. Good job, guys. If it has happened before, it's been yeah, recently. Yeah, for so. sure. Or it might even be one that's already done that hadn't been released yet. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, though. Could be. I hope that becomes a recurring thing. Also, um, yeah, the the Mr. Miyagi isn't present to address the form. <laughs> so him be like we were talking about sports earlier, right? Yeah. Like uh, and about how 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 coaches influence teams. Yeah. So if your coach isn't there to address form, like what good is the training? Especially <laughs> so, like. <laughs> It's crazy. Like paint the fence up and down, left to right. It was, inf- it was something I never thought about. That I was like, I'm so mad now. Why? <laughs> what are some of the stuff that you noticed? The Stephen King bullies thing. I just think that's funny that we keep bringing that back. It's funny every time. I mean, it obviously it started around the time that it chapter one came out. Uh, this is why I cut off the sleeves to brag about my mom's job. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then the whole thing where they're kicking the ball, and it's like, what even are the rules here? Are they just playing keep away? I thought that was good. And then I put poor Freddy, just that character. I just thought, I like when we find like that, like I didn't even remember that character existed because he's barely I'm in sure it. will be so useful later. Yeah. Uh, I also love, we try to stay away really hard from like saying something is the most blah, 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 because you always have somebody that like comes in and is like, well, that's not true. Blah, 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 blah. But I know Jeremy likes playing around with that. So I like like in this one, we have that one. It's like the slowest go-karts ever. Like like you would possibly know that. Like he picks the silliest stuff to like throw that at. But I I wouldn't be shocked if somebody makes a comment about that. I thought it was really funny. I like when you can sneak stuff like that in. Watching this movie as an actual karate expert is like watching Big Bang Theory as an actual smart person. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. You're the karate expert. So like, I'm not the karate <laughs> expert. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk like I've heard stand up comedy comedians and stuff. A lot of people talk about how that crane kick is not as defenseless as people as as the movie tries to make it out to be. It's kind of funny just to see this stuff because like 1984, I thought that was the most badass thing I'd ever seen, you know, in a, in a movie. You, we would just watch that ending like we wouldn't even necessarily watch the whole movie. We would just watch that final tournament, you know, whenever sure. it was on. It's the know. best part of the movie. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, the re- and that's the other thing. I mean, I barely even remember what happens before that. Like watching this video, even I'm like, I've seen this movie like 85 times probably. And I still don't remember like Freddy, you know, like I have no idea. <laughs> and then and then just the, the culmination of I like when sins build off each other. So like the whole ending of hold on, you established earlier that a kick to the face is no point or that <laughs> head contact is no point. So he yeah. just kicked him in the face. That's no yeah. point, which means Daniel loses, which means the girl doesn't come with him and, and all these different consequences. It's just. Yeah, and then I just wanted to highlight the outtakes. There's a there's a bonsai followed by a wazab, which is yeah, uh, much appreciated. I like it too because I felt like for a while I was the only one using the wazab outtakes. I, I like seeing people use stuff I've I started using, and I don't feel as dumb. I don't have any like behind. I guess I guess just a question. Um, I think it's been talked about on the show before, but. Who writes singing sins? Everybody does, but he writes them himself, if that's your question. I don't know that he wrote that one, but I am saying he does write them for himself. He's really funny, too, because like the way we do our script, there's like a column for if there's any notes we need to give Jeremy about how he needs to read uh-huh. it or whatever. And he'll he'll put stuff in there like when he writes the singing sin, he'll be like, you better not fuck this up. kid. It's <laughs> really funny. I hope he doesn't mind. I shared that. But I always that's one thing fun working on a script with Jeremy is like like seeing notes he'll leave himself so it's amazing i've never had jeremy say he wouldn't sing something so like he 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 quite enjoys them like he's made i think he's made that known too i think he tweets about that that he really enjoys the singing sense and then aaron will do them too aaron yeah. doesn't know as much music so aaron's a little more we have to make sure we give him like he doesn't know the music we're talking about so we have to make sure we give him a link because i can just tell by the way like you can kind of tell more when somebody might be singing something for the first time you know yeah so I feel like well, I hear that more with Aaron. 
Uh, well, let's move on to the Miss Marvel yeah. uh, video. Okay, so here's why I was saying this is getting fun because um, I haven't seen any of the previous Sins videos because I haven't seen the show yet. <laughs> so, ah. so here I am watching a Sins video about the finale. I, That's heard, weird. I know. I know. I've heard. I've heard the show is really good though. I like it. People like Twitter has done this where everything has to be either great or just crap, right? So. Right. Like Miss Marvel is not great, I don't think. I think there are a lot of great things about it. I think the 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 acting in it's really good. I the lead actor, I don't have her name in my head right now, but the actor that plays Miss Marvel, she's awesome. And this is like her first thing, really. Like she is like like if you look at her IMDb page, like she she might have done like theater or something, but like this is really like her first kind of big thing and uh, she just nails it. And it's fun, it's light, but it's also got some weight to it like there is stakes at times and stuff which i feel like some of these shows don't have as much you know like i didn't think the falcon and winter soldier were gonna die you know like i never you know but like when they're actors that haven't already been established you don't really know where they're going with these storylines this is this is fun i'd put it up i don't know if you watched hawkeye yeah but i enjoyed that a decent amount too i i would put it kind of on that same that same level I haven't seen Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, or any of She-Hulk yet. I think it actually reaches an interesting resolution, which a lot of these shows don't. Yeah. Uh, there's that stinger at the end with uh, Captain Marvel that's kind of weird. Yeah. But the the main storyline, I think, actually ended well, which I think even like even if something as awesome as WandaVision, I don't think that ended very no. well. I mean, like I think they've had a hard time nailing the endings with some of these, but I think they did a pretty good job here. It was really interesting because I think about halfway through, I realized, oh, this is the finale because it's 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 episode yeah. six. So, <laughs> Were you a Captain Marvel fan? I, no, I don't. I don't I, like the movie. I didn't like dislike it, but I've never wanted to watch it again. Yeah, the script is uh, by Jonathan and Daniel. So you you wrote on this one too, um, which is 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 good. You know that means that yeah. maybe we'll we'll get some extra things that I didn't think to ask. I just I, I wrote down three things that that I really enjoyed about it. The first one was just sending that stupid info at the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. where it gets the vaguest trigger warning ever, and it's like. Yeah, it serves no purpose because if you're going to give a trigger warning, you need to be specific. This episode contains depiction of suicide, or this this episode. Yeah, like, I thought it was weird. Like, I Daniel and I both actually caught on to that and thought it was really odd because yeah, they usually do say specific things, and this just said like you might be offended. There was an episode of uh, America America's Got Talent this season during the auditions where they're like, hey, this is going to contain some sensitive content. Yeah, and it was at the start of the episode, and the audition was like. An hour into the episode, it was a, a school shooting survivor that was oh, performing. Gotcha. And it was like, how do I know what to be triggered by? Like, yeah. After I watched this, I don't remember if I could even figure out what it was that they were talking about. But it's been a minute since I've watched. I didn't notice anything from the Sins video. Who decided to reference Save by the Bell the college years? <laughs> oh, that was me. Yeah, that was. Those are fun to write too. Those are the. I don't know what you call those. It was like a. It was like a trailing off into nothing. It's like I. I, I feel like I. I do them a bunch in Cinema Sins more than I do in TV Sins. Yeah, it's like you ask like the first two or three questions actually reference whatever you're talking about and then the last one is just something it's just whatever comes to my mind like there's no specific intent it's just i don't know why say by the bell the college years came to my mind but i don't even know if daniel knew that was a show that existed so nobody did i was at this iowa state fair recently (laughs) and uh we do this trivia on the first night and there was an audio clip and it was an audio clip from a tv show theme song (laughs) <laughs> and the TV show theme song for Saved by the Bell, the college years came up. I was like, is that it? Like, I, I was the funny. only person on the team that knew. It. I'm like, I think that's Saved by the Bell, the college years. I'm like 40% confident in that. It's it's like that really like 
retro 80s like electric guitar like it's standing yeah. at the edge of tomorrow yeah like, that's right just, i kind of remember it now it's it's not the same as the, t- the, the regular bad. show but yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. and then the other one i wrote down is the sin is for high school versions of you and me that laugh exceedingly long at this kind of statement because it was something about like balls in the hall or whatever i don't know yeah yes okay i yeah i wrote that down that was fun um that was the the line in the show was you and nakia grab as many balls as you can and then you see them with that thing with baseball balls and i remember thinking we definitely need to put something here but even if they're over 18 or 20 in real life they're it's high school kids you know so there is a line there that we try not to we we don't want to cross and so I really couldn't think of anything. And thankfully, uh, Daniel had written that. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. That's exactly what we need. So, well, and the sin yeah. is, is sending the viewer because like you exactly. people didn't Exactly. Hear. Yeah. So that's the way to do that. You don't want to actually send a high school kid. What are some other things you got? Do you have any like any, any things you liked or any, any uh, notes you had from the editing process or... Well, the stopping at the red light, that, that stuck out to me when I was rewatching it because I remembered that both Daniel... I th- I feel like that that might be Daniel's sin, but I, or maybe that's mine and then the also was Daniel's. I can't remember, but I just remember that irritated both of us. Like the idea that it was supposed to be like this silly light moment in the show. Like, oh, look at the... You know, she's obeying traffic law. She's a good person, but it's like she's on the way to like save her friend from like being murdered. So... And she's not like in a car. She's and, above yeah, street there's, level. There's no, like, <laughs> there's no traffic. You know, we were taught we made that Spider-Man reference. So like it, it just it was one of those moments. Oh, that harken back that like jogged my memory of the Spider-Man's not a parade. You don't have to stop traffic. Exactly. <laughs> and you can you can have a moment like that in a show like this. But it was just in that time point. She's on her way to save her friend from being killed. So it just felt really like kind of crazy. So like in Spider-Man it. Homecoming, they have that like Peter like webs to nothing. And then he's like running across. The oh, park. yeah. Yeah. But he's getting to a he's getting to a party. There's nothing yeah, like exactly life threatening that's happening. Exactly. Like, that, yeah, uh, that was infuriating to watch you sin because I was like, oh, um, no, I always find schools being empty funny because so that's why we had that thing about they're talking about if we go on Saturday, there won't be anybody there. I'm not saying schools aren't ever empty, but I just like I've seen enough movies where there's like it's at night. And there's like two students still in the school and there's nobody else. I'm like, that doesn't happen. That- <laughs> I remember I had to fight for that boom you've been Lincoln. I remember Daniel liked it. <laughs> and I wrote it because I was thinking Aaron will enjoy saying this. And Aaron didn't like he just wasn't really on board with it. I don't remember why, but I rarely fight for stuff. Like I'm usually like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. I fight less than everybody else, I think, uh, for stuff. But I remember this was one. I was like, I'm sorry, man. We're we're doing this. We're at least gonna hear how you say it. And then if it doesn't work, we'll take it out then. But he backed off. He was like, Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> And I think it turned well, out well. I feel like that's a good compromise. Like, do yeah. it, and if it doesn't flow, well, we'll cut it. And I told like, him, I was like, dude, I wrote this for you specifically. Like, I was thinking of you saying this. And he's like, oh, okay. So I think that got, I uh, I boasted about him enough. Uh, no one on the Sins team was almost crushed by an inside-out stand-up. I thought I'd throw that out there. That was a joke. That was definitely not a real thing that happened. But uh, that felt like <laughs> something that would happen to a narrator like Aaron. So, yeah, yeah. who loves Pixar. And I had written that ball sting down because I thought that was funny that that should be the purpose of the show, right? To say, here's why we worded yeah. this this way instead of this way. Because was this the one the Jason takes Manhattan outtake that you were asking about? Yeah, I just made a note. Like, there's no way you didn't make the Jason it was takes me. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, anytime there's a train or a subway where somebody turns yep. around and looks back behind them like something's chasing them, I use that. I have Jason takes Manhattan synonymous with you in my brain. Oh, that makes sense too. I think you might be the only person who's seen that movie more than four times. So like... probably no, no. I'm that is definitely a me thing. 
Yeah, and it works. It's good. Do you have any other notes? Any other comments? Anything no, like that? No. That was all I had. All right, so thoughts on Pinocchio? I mean, I, I really dig it. I It's probably the one I watched the most from this era, like when I was younger. This seems to be one of the only ones from that era I can think of where it's like, it's a boy. I guess maybe Dumbo. I don't like Dumbo, though. But yeah, no, I really like Pinocchio. I It's also like, it's kind of one of those when you're a kid, like it's scary, but it's not like too scary. It's more like fun scary. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen the first like... Uh, haven't seen this in probably 15 years which is very different from you yeah. saying that because that means i've likely yeah. only seen this no, exactly a couple of times probably before i was able to start forming memory so weirdly enough i maybe have more memory it's next to nothing of um, drew carey did that geppetto movie that live action musical one that really i don't i don't i don't remember this go on <laughs> yeah there was like a live action drew carey huh. played geppetto like a musical thing wow. that was my era like released when i was like four or five so yeah i'm sure i've seen that once or like a couple of times i'm sure it's not good but yeah no it's good i but like you i it's been so long yeah so it was a great video i loved the evolution um of how every time they reference jiminy cricket he's constantly hornier and hornier and hornier or they constantly reference yeah he's just so horny well and at the beginning just questioning like what is his role like what is he doing here it does he entertain people like what's the <laughs> point of jiminy cricket i just thought that was fun yeah he doesn't really have like one right staple and then no i mean if you think if you break it down like that he does it and he's just such a staple of like you know of Disney and of animation and that whole when you wish upon a star, you know, that's such a, they centered that around like the Disney logos and stuff like that. You would hear like some of that. Yep. I think they even do that yep. now. In it's commercials. still when you wish upon you a star, when yep. you wish upon a star, you know, so it's just funny to take like such a staple like that and just to kind of dig in a little bit. Like, I think that's fun. It's also one of those things too, where like, I totally buy into the, you could take Indiana Jones out of Raiders of the Lost Ark and everything's the same. Like the Nazis still find the Ark and get their faces melted. That's it. I just like how the evolution, like the one I wrote down was just the horny cricket that tried to hook up with a wooden toy as opposed to threesomes. Like it's yeah. just, it continues to evolve his level of horniness. Either I don't understand the 40s or the 40s didn't understand bread. <laughs> that was very funny. I like that a lot. And that's one of those like worded perfectly too. Yeah. Pinocchio, a boy made of wood, survives this. This is when they're in the ship that's on fire, in the whale stomach where they light the ship on fire. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah for sure uh and then the very last outtake where pinocchio's like turning all the colors and then it's just taste the rainbow made mm. me like roll i thought that was the funniest thing i i wrote this down for behind the scenes because i thought this i thought this might be a fun thing there's things that i think about when i'm watching a movie that it's like how did you not send this or how did you not like use this as an outtake yeah i thought here's a perfect opportunity because there's a sin that says does this kid even know what a book is at this point because he's going to school and yeah. i'm like there's a missed opportunity. Like they're both made from the same source. Like because paper is made from yeah. trees. So is wood. so it's like there's a really good joke. There's a really good sin in here about like that might be Pinocchio's younger brother or cousin or something like that. Like the book that he's carrying, <laughs> and you can maybe like try to form that into some sort of like not quite cannibalism, but yeah, I, I didn't exactly formulate it. Maybe I'll do that in the future. But Aaron's deleted sins that never made it into the <laughs> to the script because he doesn't write funny. <laughs> Yeah, that was my notes. I just had I have a couple things other than that Jiminy Cricket thing. I, the kids petting their fish after watching this movie. Just the idea if that actually happened. <laughs> that's hilarious. I really do need. I just want them personally to make sugar free Fruit Loops. I wish that was a thing. No, no, well, I can't have sugar. So like, it, I don't want, yeah. but I like Fruit Loops. So I, I want them to be sugar free. But there's no way they taste good, though. I don't know. And then I just love the idea that I never thought about, like when he turns into a donkey, like how does he turn into a donkey if he's not a real boy? And like, if he is going to turn into right. a donkey, why wouldn't he, he turn should be into a wood, wood donkey? donkey? Yeah. So. 
I thought that was really funny. But uh, yeah, that's all I had. Yeah, this was one of those that it's like, as a movie, you can establish whatever rules you want, but you just follow them. Yeah. And this movie does such a poor job at that. Yeah. It's just like picking picking those out, picking those inconsistencies out. That's the fun stuff to me because you're you're essentially like doing a math equation. If a if a plus b equals c mm-hmm. in this situation, why does a plus b equals d in that? Yeah, I love jokes that work that way. Yeah, so. me too. Then we got commercial sins. Uh, this is the Jack in the Box. Mark Hamill works the drive through. Uh, you said this was a Daniel script. Yeah, he uh, I mean, commercial sins is kind of more free flowing. I mean, we kind of have like a like a rotation going on, but we let like the writers pick the commercials that they want to. If they don't, I'll go in and try to find one. But um, he was initially going to write it, but he was just saying, hey, I hope have you guys seen this? And he his like time was coming up anyway. So I was like, why don't you just write this? He's like, OK. I kind of really like this commercial, but Jack in the Box is some trash ass food. Like, I've not even a good. Rarely trash. eaten it. Um, we have them here now. I think they came like when I was in college. Was around the time they came down in the South, or at least in Tennessee. I haven't eaten it one in like twenty plus years. I don't remember much about them, but I just don't eat a lot of fast food for. I eat a lot of fast food and I've been to one Jack in the Box once, but I will never go back because it was single handedly the worst fast food food I've ever had. That's what I hear. Well, and I know we had one that had to keep closing for, I think, I think health code violations. So like that's not promising. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's not promising if that happens. Yeah. Commercial doesn't start with a long time ago and income bracket far, far, far away. (laughs) Beautiful. Good job, Daniel. I hadn't watched the video before I read you that note. And I thought you that was something you were saying. Uh, like, why didn't this start? I thought that was funny. Uh, this is the worst crime. It's a crime origin story. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. I love like these are sne- like he's trying to throw in references to Mark Hamill's famous characters. And like, it's just exactly hitting the sweet spot for me. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down was the I was just picturing like I, Daniel. I Maybe he knows eight is enough. But my guess is he was just doing research. And so that but I just love the idea of Daniel picking out eight is enough to be the reference I thought was hilarious. Because I mean, I barely remember that show because it was on like when I was a baby, basically. So. Yeah. And then the uh, this is this is why I love commercial scenes, is especially like the way that Chris does it, like because especially because I'm used to hearing Chris's voice doing rants on the syncast. Whenever there's a rant written into a commercial sin script, like it really comes through with his voice. And so like the ending script there where he's just like fabricating this idea that the drive through employee who asks if I want barbecue sauce then forgets to put mm-hmm. it in my bag gives two shits about my napkins. Like <laughs> like hearing him get so because, you know, like that's written from a place of experience. Oh, and yeah. we've all we've all yeah. had that. So we know know like chris is channeling his own anger energy on top of it it's just that is something that would piss chris off to know him <laughs> so like that's a perfect send for him to say like that he, i mean that's supposed to be not chris really but i mean i'm saying the actual chris right that is something he would be furious about but yeah it's just one of those like hearing his voice in rants anytime there can be like an incorporation there is yeah. just great the only thing i had that you didn't mention i think was well it was part of that whole thing about the opening but i just like that it was not a long story in fact it wasn't even a long opening crawl I thought that was <laughs> For sure. Well, that'll do for the content of this week. Uh, we got one more thing to, to cover real quick, and that's uh, this new segment that we're called Behind the Sinner. So tell me about yourself. We're all sinners. Every one of us. And what happens to sinners? Get to know each other better, you know? See, Daddy? Sinners have soul, too. The information, it's too much. Walk away, March. Just walk away. So the idea okay. of this show is that I want to try to get uh, you guys talking about things that aren't pop culture related, because guess what? Like you talk about it all the time. And I love hearing your thoughts on that. But also like like I follow each of you guys on Twitter because like I love you as people mm-hmm. as well. And so I want to kind of right. bring out that the other element, because you're not just sins writers, right? You're not just staff members. Yeah, exactly. You're also 
people and people have different interests. And I feel like that might also like kind of bring in different elements that might even influence mm-hmm. like some of your sin writing that might be fun. So I, I, like, I feel like this is behind the sins. People that are listening are fans of the channel. They're probably fans of you. So let's just chat for a little bit. So as we were talking, uh, this was interesting because we had we had a hard time narrowing it down. I legitimately at one point you sent an email to me because you're like, I'm sorry, I'm so boring. <laughs> it was legitimately at one point thinking like, do I just talk about soda with Jonathan? Because I know you have well, some hot takes like, about soda. I mean, it's like, I mean, I, I spent, you know, I have an 11 year old daughter. So like I, I and, and, yeah. I'm, and, and obviously I, I have a wife and like, so I, I have a family. So I spend, you know, during the day I work on cinema sins and stuff. So the only thing I do outside of, and I do watch other movies and television shows and I read a lot outside of work, but the only, so the only other time I'm really spending is I'm, you know, with her or my wife, you know, mom, we're all doing family stuff. Right. So, well, and it's, it's okay. You mentioned you like to yeah. read a lot and I just like, that's still kind of in the same realm of pop culture. I kind of wanted yeah, to get out exactly. of there. I figured um, you talk about being a parent pretty frequently on the podcast and that's great. You know, your daughter's a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. That's great. So I just thought, uh, let's, I have three questions for you here. What is the best part about being a parent? Like as, as somebody that's not, I'm not particularly interested in being one. Like, oh, I hear like, you. I feel, I feel like people are like, it's the best part and of your life it's like what's the best part though like i have theories about people that bug people that don't have parents i would never bug anyone that didn't have kids about having a kid because if you don't want a kid don't have a kid i mean it's I, so rude well it is and, and also like if if you really don't want a child i mean why would somebody want you to have one like that doesn't even make any sense like right I will say on the traverse of that, which maybe this is kind of answering another question you have, but on the traverse side of that, I will say if your only concern is that you won't be a good parent, you shouldn't worry about that. Right. Cause you're already asking the right. Yeah. Questions. And I think, I think that's the best thing about it because I think your kid is the only person like you could, it, you have that unconditional love for. It's crazy how quickly that unconditional love hits. And it's just, it's just something that's hard to explain. And so that's always been, that's the thing about it. Like Ryan Reynolds said this one time talking about when Blake Lively and him had a kid and he said, he loves his wife. He loves her to death. And, you know, there's nothing he wouldn't do for her. But he said once he saw that baby girl open her eyes, he's like, I knew I would use my wife as a shield to protect us. And I think my wife would agree with this. I mean, my wife would absolutely throw me in front of them if she could, you know, because just because we would yeah. save our daughter. Right. That would be the that would be it's crazy. And it's crazy because that's like the only time you really have that inner thought, I guess. Unconditional love is is a pretty crazy thing. And then just seeing her achieve things, just seeing her go for things. And uh, I mean, I'm not even talking about necessarily sports and stuff. She is a very talented cheerleader. She's been a very talented gymnast in the past and stuff. But I'm saying just in general, like she gets excited about something. She goes for it. She achieves it, however, whatever level she wants to achieve it on. It's just really fun observing that, you know, and I love her becoming herself, I guess. So I guess I think through these achievements and stuff. She's kind of discovering her own identity. So that's really fun to try to help with, I guess, you know, I don't know. Who knows? We might be screwing her up. No, that's a no, that's a great answer. I love that. I think you might have talked about this once or twice before on on BTS or some other mean, but uh, is your daughter embarrassed, proud, or kind of nonchalant she, about the fact that her father is a full-time I mean, creator? your kid is always going to act like they don't give a shit what you do. I mean, I, I so around me, I have heard her on the phone. Like if I've gone upstairs to grab some dirty clothes or something, like she might be on the phone. I've heard her talking about me. And I've heard her say, like one time I heard her say, my daddy slays it, which is a slays it, I guess is a big <laughs> thing right now. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, I was like, you know, but like, no, around me, though, she always she always makes it a huge point to explain to me how I'm not funny. And <laughs> and your job is to and be I was funny. like, and I'm like, I hope I am. So she always definitely makes it a point to 
make me think she doesn't give a shit. I think she definitely digs it. Like, I think she thinks it's fun. And she got to do that podcast episode with me and Chris, where she got to talk about Frozen 2. Uh-huh. She really enjoyed that. She's asked if we could do something like that again. Oh, but, I'm totally uh, here and, for it. Uh, <laughs> And she likes to hear, I tell her, because like what Send Week last year, uh, a, a few people mentioned it even again. This has been two or three years, you know, whenever Frozen 2 came out. So I thought that was cool. People were still mentioning that to me. So I told her and she likes that. So I think she digs it. And I get to be around her more too because of it, because I work from home and I have a little more leeway in my free yeah. time and stuff like that. So that that's like a benefit, like having that be a benefit to your job is almost as cool as like, you know, actually, you know, making money you can spend on things. Right. Oh, that's great. Anyway. I just, it's just one of those, I was just like, you know, kids are always embarrassed at what their parents do, but like, it's, you know, content creator is like quite the achievement. Like not everybody can do it. A lot of people try, not everybody can do it. It's different. You're part of a team, you know, not, you're not like TikTok famous or anything like that. And I didn't, I didn't create this. Right. I never take anything I do over the last five years for granted. Cause it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy that this is what I get to do every day. And then there's so many, and like I said, being able to spend more time with my daughter and actually getting to like, see her grow up, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of parents don't get that. So, uh, I'm very uh, thankful, you know, to be, be able to be with her a lot more than if I was working at an office or something. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. Uh, then the, the last piece of advice I have, let's say there's a listener out there that's listening, that's either trying for a kid right now, or they're like about to become a parent, or yeah. maybe they recently became one. Like what's, what's some really good advice you have for them? Learn patience. And I mean, like really, really like, I mean, I don't know if you have to go to yoga. I don't know if you need to talk to somebody or, but I mean, you've really got to have some patience because this is a kid that's not going to do everything correctly and is going to make a lot of mistakes and is going to really piss you off a lot but it's different because it's still like i said that unconditional love factors in. it's like it's weird being really really pissed at somebody but loving the hell out of them at the same time it's a really just odd like uh connection so you've really got to learn how to balance that and and not get so stressed out i try really hard to be patient with her because i think i need to be able to look cool under pressure or whatever and i need to be able to take care of things because she needs me right now to do that you know eventually she won't i mean and one day we might need her you know i say especially i think that's i think patience is the is the big thing. Also, uh, be prepared to go through school again yourself. That's something I'm really starting to realize (laughs) over the last few years. uh, You are going to be doing assignments almost by yourself sometimes. I mean, if if you can go ahead and uh, like you, I would, I would say like investing in like, Marry a teacher, uh, like art <laughs> supplies and uh, stuff as early as you can get as much poster board as you can stock in your house. I mean, just because you're going to need all this stuff and uh, <laughs> it's fun. And uh, I, I realized how little I, I, I don't miss school that much. I've realized over the last few years when I've actually been having to do assignments with her. I'm just like, good God, that's my I don't know if that's great advice, but it's, you know, well, uh, that just leads us with beyond the sense to infinity. And beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. So Jonathan, what is that one thing in any of your oh. pop culture that you're really trying to tell people to recommend yeah. Warren or Rekka one? I forgot till this morning we were doing this. I'm so glad I went and saw this movie last night. So there's a horror movie that just came out this week called Barbarian. And it is getting like crazy good reviews. Like it was like 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like, I don't know, like I saw the trailer for it. I couldn't really tell even what it was about. I'm really excited about this one, though, because this is directed by one of the whitest kids, you know. Yeah, which is not something I was familiar with. But I found that interesting after the fact, because that's kind of like, you know, much like Jordan Peele. This is a guy that comes from comedy and he's doing like a straight up horror film. 
I mean, you should always know as little as possible going into a movie. Yeah. But I mean, I really mean it with this. Like, if I think I don't know how good this movie is, and I just saw it last night because there are I have problems with it, and it it's a little disturbing at times too. I will do a forewarning that I don't know that I can get to specifics, but let's just say like there's it's it's got some horror stuff in it. It's got some. It's got some gore and stuff like that. I mean, I, I could see people being a little turned off, but I also don't want to say too much about it. Like, there's nothing like, I don't think there's going to be like any huge triggers. Like, there's not like, you know, like stuff like that, but just like, just like horror stuff. Uh, if you don't like any gore in a movie, like you might not like this, but if you're willing to just take a chance on this movie and just let it take you where it takes you. And if you can see this with like, cause we had a pretty crowded theater, maybe the good reviews are going to actually make, get it to make some money. Maybe this is actually going to be a surprise hit i don't know but uh, um but it was really fun to watch with an audience and you think it's gone to the craziest place it's gonna get and then it just keeps fucking going (laughs) i wouldn't even know how to explain this movie but it also it also touches on like some current like subject matter that's out there with politics and stuff in a pretty interesting way i like i said i don't know how good i think it is right now if that's you know uh Mm -hmm. and i don't know that that discussion is even necessary i had a good time watching it I was surprised, which is not something I am that much anymore in theaters. It's nothing like you think it's going to. It's just not what you expect, I guess, especially from that trailer. But I'm glad they didn't give away anything else because it was so fun to experience that on my own. And uh, it's it's nuts. Like, I don't even know what to say (laughs) about it, but uh, I do recommend it if you have any interest in what I just said. Nice. Uh, I want to recommend something that I just I I need more people to to play around with. It's it's this app called GG. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for the developer, it looks on the Play Store. It's Charles Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe it's available on on Apple's store as well. This is Letterboxd for video games. Is is essentially what this is. Oh, okay. I, I've been playing a lot of video games recently, especially I've been going back and playing some like PS3 catalog, and I really like this app. You know, I, I, we have we have Letterbox now. And we have Serialized, which is like Letterboxd for TV. And like, yeah, I started using that, and I haven't gone back to it. But I've heard it's gotten better. But I haven't, I haven't messed. I with started it, it when everybody started it, and yeah. the app was really slow. So I was like, I'm gonna wait. But yeah, but GG, I really like this because you can search game and you can search tons of games, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can go in and you can mark them as uh, you're playing it right now or you want to play it, like it's on your queue, or you've beaten it, or you've mm-hmm. 100%ed it, or you've like shelved it or whatever. You can leave reviews, you can add them to lists, you can make your own lists. You can even edit game details. It's kind of like a crowdsourced. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those that like, I feel like there's a lot of good potential here. If you are a video gamer um, of, of any sorts, um, this is a really fun way to catalog your stuff and to to be able to share like you know stuff I, I i have one person that i've gotten onto this app that has not really played around with it at all but i just like feel like if you if if this seems like something you'd be interested in download it add me uh, on it it's at whitecastle sch whitecastle which is all of my social stuff and uh, and let's let's kind of like let's follow each other let's let's do this mm-hmm. video game cataloging thing that together. sounds awesome if, and now they just need to do a book one because like goodreads has just dominated the market and goodreads yeah. is okay for certain things but it's not letterbox like there's got to be a better way to do that with books but i don't know uh but i but i need to go back and check the tv one out because i haven't looked at it in a while um yeah me too Anyway, uh, if you're a gamer, come check out GG. They have everything from like Atari to PS1, SNES, PC. Again, it's entirely like user source. There's plenty of good stuff on there. And go ahead and give me a follow at Schweitzcastle. Castle. Should be a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. 
So that'll wrap up the show. Then, uh, Jonathan, thanks for hanging out. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. That was fun. It's a fun Saturday morning. Yeah, of course. We'll do uh, we'll do it again sometime soon. I think the plan is to ask Ian to come on next week. We'll see. Yeah, and then just uh, make sure you're giving Jonathan a follow over wherever he wants. It's uh, it's Sam Loomis 13 on Twitter. It's yep. also on Letterboxd too, right? Or is it? Yeah, I'm just, I think you just search my name on Letterboxd. Uh, but if not, my Letterboxd link is in my Twitter handle. I mean, it's in my uh, oh, Twitter, like about or whatever, if you click on my Twitter handle. But yeah, that's pretty much all I'm at. Yeah, so make sure you go give him a follow um, so you can uh, hang out with him a little bit more. Talk to him about how Jason takes Manhattan yeah. and about what it's like to be a parent, you know? Yeah, there you go. If you want to follow me on social media, it's Dwight Castle on everything. Twitter, Letterboxd, GG, all that. Check that out. Uh, and then uh, I want to just encourage your feedback one more time. Um, how did you like the episode? What are some things you'd like to see? Again, I want to grow this kind of together i want i, I want to make this the listeners podcast not the aaron schweitzer podcast mm-hmm. so email bts at cinemasins.com or dm the cinemasins bts twitter or or leave some feedback in discord if you want to that's fine as you're going throughout the content this week if you if there's a sin you want to hear some behind the sins research on please dm the twitter and then i'll make sure to ask that question uh, or to get an answer uh from somebody so yeah, so make sure to check out that and then make sure to come back next week for all of your favorite behind the scenes content. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. The head of all the science, science yeah. department. Uh, I almost said Scientology department. <laughs> Definitely different thing. Ian wrote very similar to Aaron before he even knew Aaron that well. They kind of clicked immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they're like, yeah, they're like husbands. <laughs> well, speaking of Ansel Elgort and his behind the scenes issues, Miss Marvel is uh, <laughs> script. Sorry. By. Should be worth noting uh, the script was uh, Jonathan Watkins and Daniel. Um, so you and Daniel, uh, right? No, I didn't. No, hold on a second. Worked for me. You don't have to faintest comprehension of what I'm doing here. B.D. Wong! Oh, he loved her back to life. See, Spider-Man, even Bella f***ing Swan uses Google over Bing. He stole my Mercedes. Had a lot of merch in it. I watched him do it, too. I didn't stop him, though, because I was just blinded by the balls on that kid. Yeah, well, considering what they're saying about you these days, I'm not surprised. 